You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Hope everybody's had a wonderful week, have fired up some grills and made some awesome food. And if you've been paying attention to the last couple of Wednesday episodes, you know we've talked about chickens, but we're sharing a recipe today. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And folks, we have got a great one for you today. As mentioned earlier, you guys have been uh, listening to uh, some of the Wednesday episodes. I appreciate, of course, you guys downloading and listening to all of them. But uh, there's been some updates that have taken place. Uh, We've talked about Farm Fresh Eggs two weeks ago or a week and a half ago or so. Uh, this past Wednesday, we talked a little bit about uh, that mean old rooster. Well, I thought today we would go ahead and just share a recipe, uh, maybe a little unconventional when it comes to chicken recipe. It's going to be a dip, but it's also going to be one that you can make in both your home or on the smoker. And so we're excited to share that with you uh, coming up here in just a minute especially for those who love appetizers or just uh, love a little extra kick to go with uh, the beginning of a meal or something to munch on in the afternoon or something along those lines. But also, I did want to let you guys know as well, our website is up and live, blindgrilling.com. We've got the website up, so you can go there. You can check it out. Of course, the podcast page is there as well. A lot of our social media links is there, and there is a recipe page. And so we have some recipes that we have posted. Not very many. We've got four, I think, right now. Two of them involves chicken, one of which we're going to be talking about today, which is the smoked buffalo chicken dip. And uh, there's also the blueberry uh, cheesecake dumpling that uh, we've talked about in times past on this program, as well as the banana bread recipe is also up on the website as well, blindgrilling.com. So you can go there and you can check out those recipes. Uh, my wife has been working hard on that website. I want to give her huge kudos and props for what she has done in trying to do her best to make it not only accessible for those who are blind or visually impaired, but visually appealing for those who are sighted and can uh, navigate with sight around websites. And so hopefully uh, you guys will find that uh, whatever your situation is, that uh, the website is uh, suiting your needs and you're able to get to and find the information that you are looking for. Um, so far I've been able to using voiceover on the Mac. I I tell you, sometimes technology is really a little bit 
odd or weird, and I don't understand it all the time. I uh, I went to the website on a Mac Mini, and it I had a little bit of trouble with it at one point, especially on the podcast page. It's like I I, I got into a section uh, for the podcast that we've embedded. Uh, on the podcast page, and I had to literally go into Safari's main thing and hit back up there to go back to the main website and navigate through the rest of it. I, I don't know. It was weird. And the reason I say that was weird is because I went to the same website. I went to blindgrillin.com on a, 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 a MacBook Pro and also on an iPhone and didn't have the same issue. Um, and so... It, it, I don't know. It, it was odd that one, um, you know, one machine kind of handled it and, and did something different than the other. So uh, if you have any issues, let me know so we can investigate further and figure it out. But like I said, we, we looked on the, uh, you know, on a, a MacBook Pro and on the iPhone and uh, everything seems to be great. It seems to be accessible with voiceover. Uh, you know, there's not a lot on the website in and of itself. It's just a great landing page so folks can go and uh, make sure they're up to date on the podcast. But also we're going to be throwing up some of those recipes as well as time goes on. And so I would highly recommend you stay tuned for that uh, also. Um, we get a lot of questions about chicken, and I want to get to this because... Uh, you know, there's been some suggestions. There's, uh, uh, we, we've talked about chicken wings. We've talked about whole chickens. And I was trying to go back, and I guess it's been a long time since we've actually just talked about boneless, skinless chicken breast. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit today for a couple of reasons, one of which is our recipe uh, and the two recipes, in fact, we've put up on the website call for boneless, skinless chicken breast uh, to be grilled. And so I thought, what better, uh, you know, way to introduce those recipes than talk about grilling chicken and then uh, throw out the recipes as well. Uh, but uh, Sean Keen, who is the host of my uh, We Speak, a, a new podcast that has been out not very long at all, uh, he got a hold of me and uh, he, he mentioned brining of chicken, that he brines his chicken, especially his, I think, the chicken breast, because, uh, you know, it helps keep it from from drying out. And that is certainly a method, a way that uh, that you can do that, and it does work well. And that's another thing. It's been a long time since we've talked about it, and that is brining, because brining is a really good way or method of, uh, you know, uh, of really getting flavor deep into the meat, Regardless of what kind of meat, but especially with chicken, uh, and it it can and of course help uh, keep it from drying out. Also, a lot of folks do it with chicken wings. In fact, the last time we did chicken wings back for the Super Bowl uh, was go Chiefs. Just had to get that in. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, we brined the uh, the chicken wings, and so it definitely it was it was awesome. It it worked great. Uh, the, the interesting thing about brining is a lot of folks, if you're not careful, get things way too salty. And so there's been a lot of companies like Cosmo and Lane's Barbecue, uh, who we partner with on, uh, on several projects that, 
uh, have some chicken brines. In fact, Lane's Barbecue has a sweet tea brine for chicken. And oh, man, I tell you what, it, it's, yeah, you got to check it out. You got to check out Lane's Barbecue Sweet Tea Brine. It's, it's amazing. Um, pr- pretty good, pretty good stuff. But generally, when it comes to chicken breast, I, I'm not uh, one who brines. And, and there's a couple of reasons, one of which is the, my cooker, right? The Big Green Egg does such an awesome job of not only retaining heat, but moisture as well. Uh, that's one of the things about the ceramic grills that they talk about while they are coming out with all the time and, you know, these rotisseries for ceramic grills. You know, when they first came out, I think KJ was probably the first brand to come out with a rotisserie. Uh, you know, everyone's like, it's not needed. It's not necessary because of how efficient and moist everything comes out on these ceramic grills. And they're right. That, that That's, you know, in, in part. But, you know, Egg has now come out with their rotisserie and, you know, just kind of following suit because, hey, their customers wanted, uh, the, you know, this uh, this um, uh, attachment and accessory. And so they, they came out with it. Uh, and it's awesome. It works. But I'm still kind of like, I just don't I just don't think it's needed on a ceramic grill. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it's each their own. I mean, rotisseries are awesome. Rotisseries do some great things. And, and I can see where I would use one. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not saying I would never use one. I, I can see where I would, in fact, use one. But uh, it, it's not where I've got to go out and get it because I, I can't get the results I want without it. Um, so, so I want to talk about then the chicken breast cook in and of itself, and probably one of the most needed tools for this cook is going to be a meat probe. Of all the things, regardless of what grill you're using, if you can have a meat probe to stick into the thickest part of the chicken breast, that is going to really be the determining factor, I think, of, of nailing the temp for the cook that you're wanting to do. Uh, I mean, you know, meat probes are, I think, essential regardless, but if there's anything that you're going to need to make sure to get those consistent cooks, especially when it comes to chicken, it is a meat probe. Absolutely um, essential for that. I've been raving about the Meter Plus and still loving it, still like it. Um, I, a few folks have said, you know, uh, been chatting back and forth. You know, one one guy, um, which, which I appreciate listening uh, to the podcast very much, said that he had it, it failed him one time, but he went back and he's reevaluated things, and it seems to be good. And also said that the the a friend of his has a meter plus, and um, he was at he was visiting. Uh, his friend was visiting him and uh, had a meter plus monitoring a cook. And while it was Bluetooth to his, I think his wife's phone or an iPad or something like that. Um, and since that was on their network at home while he was away, uh, Wombat Pat, I think is, is, uh, is who was posting this. Uh, he had mentioned that, uh, he, you know, his friend was able to check the meter plus probe 
since it was Bluetooth to his wife's phone and on their network, Wi-Fi network, he was able to then leave that network and check it. So uh, I went back and looked at the website for Meter, and what's interesting is that they do not uh, make that claim. In, in their paperwork, they say that you have to be on the network in order on the Meter Plus. Now, they've got the other, you know, another device that's not accessible for the blind or visually impaired, unfortunately, but uh, it it connects to a network and is uh, it reaches out so, you, you know, and they claim that you can leave the house and, and you can monitor it from anywhere, but they don't make that claim on the Meter Plus. And, and uh, so... So I'm kind of tore because I think, you know, I believe Wombat Bat, what he said. I think he's right, I, you know, and I haven't had the opportunity to test it myself. But uh, uh, so I'll, I'll make the correction. But I did go back and in the in the uh, the information provided by Meter, they they uh, they say you have to be on the network. So I, I just I find I find it interesting, and maybe they just haven't updated their website. Maybe they will soon uh, with that uh, with an up with that update. And so that uh, and and who <laughs> knows they may do it before this podcast even comes out. But uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's it is interesting, but it is a great probe. It works great. It's completely wireless, and it. it you know, you set up the cook, it just completely accessible as well. So absolutely love it. Uh, and, and it is great for a cook like this. Um, you know, you've got the, uh, you've got the flame boss thermometer, um, which is Wi-Fi, but has multiple probes that you can set next to your grill. It's wired probes though. Uh, and so, you know, you have wires running into your grill or your oven but it still works great. You get it on your network, and you can monitor it, check, check it out everywhere. Um, and, you know, it's a little bit cheaper than the Meter Plus. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the Flame Boss runs about $70, and the Meter Plus is, um, is 100 But they, they have sales on them all the time, um, it seems like. So you can pick it up a little bit cheaper than that as well, I'm sure. Just watch for the sales. So, uh, so anyway, let's get back to the chicken cook, right? Uh, because that's that's what we're here to talk about today, and of course the recipe on blindgrilling.com. Kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. Go to kickashbasket.com and check out their heat-resistant gloves. Check out the Kickash Basket to manage your charcoal and fire and make your airflow so much better. As well as the Kickash can to catch all the ash and to make cleanup a breeze. Shake that ash and light that fire. Go to kickashbasket.com and tell them Blind Grillin' sent you. Hey, 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 it's John Grimes from the Ambiguously Blind Podcast. You are listening to the most interesting griller in the world, Chris Peltz and the Blind Grilling Experience. All right, folks, let's get back to the chicken breast cook here because this is something that uh, chicken breast is easy to mess up if you're not careful, especially if you're not using a meat thermometer probe to keep track of it. You can cook, uh, you know, you can grill it indirect or direct. That isn't going to matter, you know, and, you know, the more smoke you want, the lower the temp you want. 
but let's let's say between 300 and 350 degrees right on a charcoal grill gas grill whatever it is you've got crank it up to between 300 and 350 degrees and you know probably flip it after 10 to 15 minutes and then stick a probe in it and bring that chicken up for this cook right to 160 degrees internal temperature now, I know the USDA says 165 degrees is what you're shooting for when it comes to poultry, white meat, and we're talking about chicken breast, so they would recommend 165. But keep in mind, we're not done cooking this chicken breast just yet. We're going to continue to cook it, and there's some carryover that's going to take place as well. So bring that chicken up to 160 degrees internal temp. Now, this does work if you have a sous vide machine and you want to sous vide the chicken breast as well. Again, sous vide it at 160 degrees for two hours. And it it's, mm, man, it's going to be great. Absolutely great. So that's one of the first things that we've got to do is get this chicken breast all nice and cooked up. Now, if you're doing it indirect, it's going to take a little bit longer if you're on a charcoal grill. The, you know, probably you know, an additional 10 to 15 minutes indirect cook as opposed to a direct cook. You know, direct meaning directly over the coals and you know you're looking at a 20 25 minute cook maybe for a really large nice thick um, you know whole chicken breast so you get both sides of the breast not just one side uh, cuz you're going to need at least both sides if not two whole chicken breasts so four uh, individual breasts or two whole chicken breasts and if you don't use it all, hey, uh, like we talked about on uh, you know earlier, uh, a couple broadcasts before, episodes before, on the, the grilling of fish, you can make a fish, like a tuna salad. Hey, you know what? You can do that with chicken. Or you can make quesadillas with leftover chicken or chicken tacos or, or what you all kinds of things you can do with leftover grilled uh chicken chicken salad a salad with grilled chicken on it however you want to say it or do it you know it the the you know possibilities are practically endless uh so they so go ahead and cook up a little more than what you might need or want for this chicken dip but uh you you definitely won't regret it uh, we i do recommend seasoning this chicken breast with something a little bit spicy uh not too spicy but like slap your mama's Cajun seasoning, I think pairs well with this cook. You can also do a sweet if you want to contrast the flavors a little bit. You could pick a little bit of a sweet rub, but something classic, you know, salt, pepper, garlic, um, uh, you know, something like that is uh, paprika. You know, you know, is going to be great. Anything like that, but. The slap your mama's Cajun seasoning is is hard to beat, absolutely hard to beat, especially in a dish like this smoked, uh, this this smoked buffalo chicken dip that we're talking about, uh, and, and so you're gonna get that chicken seasoned up again. We always spray it with duck fat spray. We put the seasoning on. Our grill is sitting at 350 degrees, and we're going to throw it on the grill. And, uh, you know, after about 10 minutes, we're going to flip it, and then we're going to put the probe in it, and we're going to bring that to an internal temperature of 160 degrees. Mm, man, I tell you what, I so, sometimes when it's done, I'll slice it on up and eat a little bit as, as we're going. But uh, it's, it is some good stuff. 
while that's going, you want to get the rest of your ingredients together. And that's going to consist of a couple of packages of uh, of cream cheese. So two eight ounce packages of cream cheese. Uh, you're going to get a package of pepper jack cheese. You know, some of this you can make adjustments, however much or little you like. You can substitute cheddar, white cheddar, you know, or mixed cheddar and pepper jack together. At least an eight ounce block, if not a full pound. Uh, but if you're using two, uh, you know, packs of the cream cheese, I would say an eight ounce block of the pepper jack is going to be perfect for you. And then, of course, Lane's Barbecue has their one-legged chicken, uh, buffalo chicken sauce. Oh, it's got to be the best buffalo chicken sauce out there. My absolute all-time favorite. I've had a lot. Listen, if you don't have it or you can't get it, Frank's will work just fine. And maybe you really like Frank's uh, buffalo sauce, you know, and that that that's all well and good. But for those who can get to an Academy Sports or some other grilling store that sells Lane's Barbecue, or go online, lanesbarbecue.com. L-A-N-E-S-B-B-Q.com and order yourself some of the one-legged chicken uh, buffalo sauce. I'm telling you, uh, yours will be better. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is so good. Uh, and, and and the chicken. And that, folks, that's it. That's what you need, right? And of course, a pan to put it in. But once that chicken is done, you know, it, whether you you wait until the next day, you use leftovers for this, or you're going to go ahead and cook, you, you you can leave that grill setting at 350 degrees. And you can get whether it's an aluminum pan or you have a casserole dish or something if you're doing, you know, going to finish this off inside or if you really want some more smoke flavor in the dip in and of itself, you know, do it out on the grill still or you just it's hot this summer, man. And so you just don't want to you know, start up your oven inside the house. And so you're going to do everything outside and you know, that's fine. Set it at 350 degrees. And in that pan, you're going to start by putting down the cream cheese. And I would go ahead and slice it up a little bit uh, and, you know, have it softened, slice it up, put it in the bottom of the pan, of a greased pan. You know, we have a really deep cast iron skillet that we love to use on the grill uh, some folks, you know, if you're doing it inside and use a casserole dish or, you know, like I said, an aluminum pan can go inside or out. And so you're going to put the you know, spread out that cream cheese throughout the bottom of the pan. And you're going to take that chicken that you have just grilled up and you're going to chop it up into little bite sized pieces, fairly small bite sized pieces. And you're going to Dump that all over the cream cheese. And once that's done, you're going to take that block of pepper jack cheese and you're going to you're going to shred it and you're going to dump it on top of the chicken. And then you're going to pour that one legged chicken buffalo sauce from Lane's Barbecue or Frank's or wherever you get your sauce, about a 10 ounce bottle uh, all over the top of everything. And you're going to put it on the grill now. I do want to go back because we've stressed this before, but I want to stress it again because I know we've got some new listeners out there. We buy our cheeses in the blocks and shred it ourselves, and I want to I want to explain why just very quickly because I know it's easy to buy the pre-shredded packaged cheeses, 
And it will be fine if that's what you do. But I do want to say why it is I recommend buying the block and shredding it yourself. They do add some preservatives and another little bit of something in that package and on that cheese that prevents it from sticking to itself in the package. And, and that sounds great. You can shake it out, you, you know, and you get that cheese all over the place and it's not big, you know, it's not clumped up. It stayed separated. But the problem is it, it kind of inhibits it really melting together as smooth as we would like. Uh, and so not only is there something extra they've added to it, but it, it, it affects the way that it melts together and the smoothness. And so we always buy the cheese in blocks and we shred it ourselves, whether with a food processor or you get old hand grater out and you just go to town with some elbow grease and you get that, that cheese all shredded up. But uh, so once you get that done, the cream cheese down, the, the chopped up chicken on top of that, and then your pepper jack cheese on top of that, and then pour that one-legged chicken buffalo sauce all over the top. You're going to put it back in the smoker, and it's going to take about 25 to 30 minutes at 350 degrees, but every 10 minutes you're going to stir it up just to get everything blended together, make sure the cheese is melting just fine and get that sauce down and, and that cream cheese up and just get it all mixed, get it really well mixed and combined together while it's all melting. And so, you know, three or four times you're going to stir it until it's all smooth uh, and ready to let it just cool just slightly, uh, grab some chips and dig in. Oh, oh, yeah. You guys can thank me later. It is going to be so good. It is going to be one of your new favorites. I guarantee it. We have done this buffalo chicken dip uh, several times. We've done it at Egg Fest. We did it on a TV show that we were featuring on, Making Good. Uh, and I think it was their season two or three. Um, uh, but uh, we, we did a class where we had a class here in Springfield, Missouri, where we had uh, several blind and visually impaired folks that we were doing a grilling class with, and that we did this recipe, and it it was a huge hit then as well as as well as with the uh, with the TV crew, they loved it also. Uh, but it is one of our favorites. It's awesome. I know you guys will like it too. And really, the great thing about the, you know that grilled chicken breast and bringing it up to that one sixty internal temp is the fact that you it's now ready for using in other dishes like this right because it's it, you're continuing to cook it when you put it in you know this this uh, this buffalo chicken dip or the other recipe we have on our website that we just published at blindgrilling.com is a uh, a poppy seed chicken recipe right and it you got to cook your chicken first uh, we just, in fact, had some leftover chicken breasts that we grilled and made some quesadillas with it. So, you know, doing the chicken breast is awesome. Uh, highly recommend, you know, everybody loves chicken just about. <laughs> just about. And a lot of folks, you know, like, oh, I want to eat healthy. What am I going to eat? Everyone's like, oh, let's eat some chicken breast. Uh, and so, that, yeah, that seems to be one of the first things on people's uh, you know, in their mind when it comes to an idea, when, when they want something to eat that's quick, easy, uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes intimidated, throw it on the grill. You can broil it in the oven or, you know, bake it in the oven. That's all fine. But, man, it's hard to beat coming off the grill. 
And when you do it just at the right temp, you're going to find that that chicken is so tender and so juicy and just so packed full of flavor. It's just going to be a better bite altogether, uh, especially when you can get some fresh chicken breast from a meat market uh, and nothing that's been frozen. Yeah, you know that that makes a big difference as well. But that's probably a show for another day. All right, folks, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to Friends the Blind Grilling Experience. Be sure and share out the program. Let folks know about what we're doing here. And uh, check out, of course, the description notes. We'll do our best to make sure there's a link to our website, blindgrilling.com. And as always, remember, if you're looking, you ain't keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart barbecue no matter the weather under the sun or the stars fire is burning the world keeps turning don't worry what you gotta do because if you're looking you ain't cooking fire up the barbecue fire up the barbecue